Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Welcome to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. I am your host, Carla Taylor. We are here on Inspired Choices Network, and today we are talking with the fabulous and the magical Morgan Carson, and we are actually talking to her on her birthday today. So, Christine, I don't know if you actually meant it about singing happy birthday, but I would love to start off, hopefully with your voice as well, singing (laughs) happy birthday. Is that okay with you, Morgan? Yeah, I'm totally good with being celebrated. Awesome. Okay, Christine, are you there? Or am I singing by myself? (laughs) Well, I'm going to just do it then because, you know, I don't quite have the Christine voice, but I'll go ahead and... I'm here. Oh, you're here? Okay. I'm with you. You start us off then. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Let me get ready. This is is important. A person's birthday is very, very important. Absolutely. Morgan? Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's all of that. Happy amazing song <laughs> but that's the perfect way to ce- to celebrate to celebrate you and all that is you and I am so excited to have you here celebrating life with us and that's really what today's and thank you Christine uh, that's really what today's show is all about that we are here on this earth on this planet to celebrate ourselves and our lives and really becoming who we are more and more and more. So today's show is actually called Commitment to Being Oneself in the World. And this is a direct quote from Morgan. The biggest gift to the world we can give, the difference we can make is being ourselves. Now the question, who are you? And how do you commit to being it? How do you commit to it, being it, and uncovering it? How do we become a part of the loving ecosystem again? So today I am talking with the ever-curious, fully authentic, heart-centered Morgan Carson about how to commit to being oneself, finding your truth, and fully living it. Morgan lives, laughs, and plays as she leans deeper into being herself and exploring her own creativity and joy in the magical jungle of, I'm not going to say it right, is it Ubu, Ubu, I don't even know. <laughs> Abood. Abood. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I knew how to say it earlier and it just left my mind. <laughs> Bali. 
So let me tell you a little bit about more about Morgan, and then Morgan, I want to hear directly from you as well. So Morgan Carson is an artist, business strategist, dream coach, and a polymath. She approaches life as a hacker, constantly prototyping more authentic ways to live a beautiful, heart-centered life. She has supported over 300 clients in the last eight years in emotional intelligence, passion and business strategy, personal life planning, and is a human design and gene key specialist. She is a curious cross between playful fairy, wild animal, and astute old owl, cultivating her wisdom in life with a big dose of laughter while constantly leaning deeper into being herself with truth and love. In her mentoring, she loves empowering others to find their truth, shift their habits and brain function, love, and be uniquely themselves while serving a healthy and happy life. She pairs brain science, biology, emotional intelligence, and personality profiling with a proper dose of miraculous to do her work. So, Morgan, with no further ado, welcome to the show. It's so weird to hear your own bio out loud, but <laughs> I know, isn't it? I actually get that so often with my guests because they write it or they put it out there or anything else or, you know, we help write it. But then to hear it spoken about you is like a whole other experience. So I'm happy to give you that experience. Why, thank you. So I'm happy to talk to you, too. We uh, have known each other for a while, but we haven't talked in several months, especially with everything going on. And I definitely want to hear a lot more about what you're doing. But first. I always start my show because this is all about bringing your brilliance. And I've worked in the past with thousands of people that were trying to figure out their own career path or, or their own next moves or how, how to pivot or change or reinvent themselves. And so I find it very helpful to share stories of my guests and how they got from wherever they started to where they are today. So would you very briefly walk us through your own career journey and evolutionary path and just kind of give us the highlights, but we would love to hear a little bit more about how did you get here? Yeah. I mean, I could take up the full hour talking about that, so it's good right, to right. keep me. <laughs> uh, okay. So cool. So how did I get here? And I guess first let's define here. Here is a fully committed Morgan to being herself and sharing her genius in the world as an act of philanthropy, as an act of, you know, uh, just really becoming a part of the loving ecosystem. So that's where we are now. And mm-hmm. um, at, uh, gosh, you know, okay, we'll start at 17. 17, I was really, really freaking smart. I never had to study in high school, but I was also really lazy. So what do I mean by lazy is like I didn't really have any outside motivation besides you know, look for the next adventure party, uh, learn. And um, I almost didn't actually even graduate from high school. I had my marketing teacher who took me to New York for internship with, um, you know, Sports Illustrated and fashion designers and, uh, you know, see my first Broadway play, loved me, supported me, and I'm about to not graduate. And um, I said, I didn't care. And he's like, that's not going to work for me. And he actually got all to sign off and make sure I graduated high school. And so you can imagine how 
disinterested I was as a 17-year-old, dis- disenchanted, and, um, like, you know, I just didn't care. So that's kind of where I was at 17. And then at um, 21, my best friend got diagnosed with cancer. Uh, she had acute lymphatic leukemia. And um, I was working as a sales rep in uh, in this, like, cell phone booth, and I was really good at sales, like, just, it was easy, like, I could hit my quotas without even thinking about it, and um, I remember I'm standing there, I'm at the end of the month, and I get this phone call, and it's a friend telling me that Ashley was diagnosed with cancer, and I dropped to my knees, and I started screaming at the top of my lungs, um, and I, like, lost consciousness, basically, and from that moment, I would say my life changed. Like, I just, there was this, like, I didn't, the universe didn't make sense anymore. Like, I was the rebellious, didn't give a crap, um, really smart, but did nothing with herself and took all these risks. And I was totally healthy and fine. And then I had my best friend who did everything right, tested off, you know, the charts, went to UW, uh, you know, enrolled in in college before she was even um, out of high school. She was traveling and she did everything right, like straight A student. And she had cancer, so just imagine that, like that feeling of, you know, I kind of wish that the universe took me, not her. You know, like it took gave me sick. And um, so over the next three years, I became her caregiver with her mama, and we became women together, and. Um, when that happened, um, I learned how to show up for life. So first I learned how to just show up for her, like show up and hang out and be just there, you know, really just be there and be caring, be still. And like I learned a lot about human behavior, about everybody making it about themselves. So when she had cancer, everybody was coming in and crying and grieving and um, kind of walking through their own process. And rarely did anybody even care what was happening on the other side. So that made me really aware of the condition of, of being kind of self-absorbed. And um, towards the end, um, so we had about three. So originally she was diagnosed with three years. Then we got, or three days, we got three years, um, which is amazing. And in the last month of her life, um, she pulls me to her bedside and she says, Morgan, you're lazy. <laughs> and... Uh, and I'm like, what, bitch? I've been taking care of you for three years, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, yeah, but you are not living. Like, here I am dying, and you're choosing not to live. And um, wow. I really need to go do something with yourself. Like, you be a fashion designer. You've always wanted to make, make clothes. You've always wanted to do that thing. So um, the last month, which was really hard, instead of staying in the hospital with her, I spent it making... So I, I applied for art school, got in, didn't have money to do it. Um, so I spent the last 30 days of her life making 60 dresses, blogging about it, putting on a show, raising my college tuition. Um, and coming back to where I ended up getting uh, covered in a the, the top fashion magazine from where I was from in Seattle as the center spread for my very first show, which was wow. my way to get in. Yeah. And, you know, I show up to her bed. She hasn't spoken in like a week and um, really like barely functioning. And she just looks at me, looks at the images and says, I'm proud of you, Um, which was that 
you know, that moment when I kind of committed to living fully, um, you know, like before that, my life was defined by causing chaos, adventure and being her best friend. And now I had to be my own person, you know, we're, mm-hmm. so that, that was a big transition. And then I ran a fashion label for the next three and a half years, ended up dropping out of art school, guest teaching at UW, um, running an artist incubator, sitting on boards for young entrepreneurs, helping them hit their dreams. And I uh, did so much loving that I exhausted myself. Like mm. I went kind of opposite. So I went from complete laziness to like complete drive and, and that will burn you out. So I had to learn how to relax and um, end up moving to, I had a, a partner, a, a husband at the time. We're still good friends. Um, and he was dying. He wasn't living his dream. I was exhausted. Um, I got injured previously, couldn't walk for a while. And, and so I was like, hey, you have two months or three months and we're moving to LA. You're doing your dream. It was one of our commitments. So both of us will be doing our dream. So I closed down my fashion label, packed us up and moved us to LA. And when I moved to LA, I um, became a business coach. So all the things that I had learned in what I call my college, which was actually my fashion label of how I like, I got really good at starting movements and um, empowering people to live their dreams and like, you know, taking on the, uh, I was basically unstoppable, but really I was community builder. And I just really learned that it was within the community that all the genius, all the drive, all the intuition led. And so um, I spent the next, you know, a couple of years um, in a business partnership where I got to consult businesses and teach them how to empower their teams, their communities. Um, and then I started painting in secret. And, mm. and eventually my creative side came back and was like, hey, you need to be an artist. And it was a really hard transition going from being this like sought after business strategist who was like on stages all over California and like, you know, anytime I spoke, I had like a line of people wanting to work for me to going to like being a painter, which I didn't even know if I was good per se. Like, you know, like I had confidence, but it was like people were telling me my art was good, but I didn't know if I could make a career out of it. I didn't even know if art could be a career fully. Right. And, like, in terms of, I knew well, how to make, you know. Let's stop here for a second because we're going to take a break, yeah. but I want to hear, this is the perfect time talking about their transition for us to take our own transition. About when we come back again, my name is Carla Taylor. This is Morgan Carson. We're talking to here on the Bring Your Brilliance Radio Show on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance Radio Show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. You are listening on Inspired Choices Network. And we're talking this morning about commitment to being oneself. We're talking about the transition that Morgan Carson made. Um, Morgan, you were just telling us right before the break about going from your fashion label, then you moved out to to L.A. and did some wonderful uh, business coaching and strategy and speaking and we're the sought after speaker and then you said in secret at first you started with your art so let's pick up there and tell us more about how all that continued to play out yeah talk about commitment to being oneself so when I went to the business strategy I kind of left my artist side behind which ended up um, really coming back with a vengeance you know it Mm. felt like I was and I had this amazing business partner too and um, I remember showing up to his house just riddled with pain and shame and like that I just wanted to be a painter um, and I didn't really want to do business stuff anymore and I remember him like just basically telling me my paintings were crap and I was never going to make it and like I was a genius in business and how dare I kind of give it up you know kind of thing and yeah it was definitely that not the response you want you know, right. <laughs> um, but it just turned out he was really in pain, you know, like obviously we had created just such a great partnership and um, and I was really good in business, but you can't be a partial part of yourself, you know, and so that artistic part of myself really needed to be committed to and nurtured and loved and so the next couple of years of my life, I really went completely into my artist. Um, in a new way. So my fashion label was like big, like I was always taking on the most insatiable, uh, ridiculous challenge and proving I could do it and building confidence. And then when I went into a painter, I kind of did the opposite, like intimate, small, humble, um, like how do I make this a business, but I don't need to be, it, it's not about fame. It's not about what people think, but it's about um, just expressing myself, you know? And so I did small salons. I launched a coloring book for women called Her Coloring Book um, that ended up kind of paying my way through what I call my my uh, my artist journey, um, which was really mastering my craft and mastering myself and dealing with my shadows and healing. And um, our work is always our path to healing, whether we know it or not. And so when you start to be your unique authentic self, what you do 
is you are on a journey of healing. So that's what ended up happening in my art is like I had to go on this deep, meaningful journey into my inner consciousness. So all my art was even archetypes and, and you know, uh, going from painting in black and white to painting in color and feeling like I was high on drugs as color ripped through and I became synesthetic. I mean, just really opening these parts of the consciousness and human potential that I didn't even know were possible um, by really going into that artist self. So that was a real big commitment and journey and like, it, you know, going from making good money to like, and sometimes struggling to make money at all to other times having lots of success, like to be in the, the magical and struggle of, of committing to oneself was a, a really big journey. Um, and, yeah, and I'm still in that journey of being my artist self, but now I also have um, kind of integrated both my my artist, my business strategist, my mentor, my um, like because I care about all of them. I can't leave any piece of that behind. I think people have been told to kind of like stay in one niche, and mm-hmm. for me, I think some people that is absolutely accurate. They have one obsession, and and for me, my obsession is human potential. And so it requires that I play in all these different ways. I play in science. I I play in hum, uh, culture. I play in business. I play in um, art. I play in sound. I play in dance. I play, you know, it's like I got to play everywhere. And by doing that, I really nurture my soul and my, my authentic expression. And so each person kind of has to find that for themselves. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I am now a more integrated Morgan. Like I have... All the all the parts of me of me at least that are here now kind of playing together. So that's I guess where we arrive here now. Here today on your birthday. On birthday. <laughs> and you're in Bali. Yeah. So yeah, that's a such fantastic story, and I'm already so incredibly inspired. And I know I myself have three seventeen-year-olds who are about to turn eighteen next month. And I, I can see um, see them being really inspired by this story too, as well as you know, really anyone who has tried to limit themselves. And I know myself and many of our listeners, it's been a challenge. Um, you know, most of the world wants you to fit into a neat little box, and I do not fit into a neat little box, and I don't think anybody actually does. And a lot of people try to live their lives in someone else's box or maybe even define their own box, but they're still trying to keep themselves in a box. And mm-hmm. I have learned a long time ago that no matter how big or small I try to make my own box, it doesn't work. I, like you, I am passionate and in love with, um, and I love the way you say it, human potential and helping people see who they are and be who they are and understand that and have the confidence to know um, for most people, they're actually really close. If they're not already there, they just haven't had the confidence to see it and say it. And I love what you just said about not staying in your own lane, which is what something a lot of people hear, you know, pick a niche, stay in one place, stay in your lane, do one thing. And that does work for many people that are really built that way, that have the one thing that they're passionate about and they can really go after it. Um, But for me and for people like us, I think, because it is all about working with lots and lots of different types of human and having that variety and having 
the the multifaceted, multi-talented mix of people in our lives, that is the lane. That is the that is the work of of crossing them all and helping everybody come together in a way that a lot of people can't see for themselves. Yeah, I totally yeah, I you know, understanding this is one of the things about like who are you? You know, as the question, like the biggest gift you can give yourself, uh, give the world is yourself and to really understand who you are and accept that. Like, are you a person who is, you know, one lane and obsessed and that is amazing, you know, or are you a dynamic changing kind of ball of chaos who just gets totally inspired by everything? Are you a synthesizer? Are you, you know, cause some, it, it's just like, it's, you know, really about, that piece of like really going, okay, this is what keeps me alive. This is what keeps me inspired and keeps me contributing myself to the, to the collective. Cause if you're not contributing, you're not playing your part in the loving ecosystem. And so really that deep acceptance of what keeps you motivated and inspired is, is key, you know, and it, it makes all, everything around you come to life. So it is a great segue to that part of the, you know, the section of what we're talking about today. Well, yeah, so what would you say to people? Because I think this all sounds wonderful and lovely in theory, but I know a lot of people are stopped by their own fear, and especially right now in the world that we're living in in this moment, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of pain and heart heartache and just a lot going on, more than even the normal amount of things going on, which I'm not sure if there's ever actually a normal, but it's very, very... Um, huge in our faces right now everywhere we turn so what would you say to people about that and being in your fear and how do you how do you actually move past that or move into what you really want when you're so afraid to to do that yeah to be yourself mm-hmm. or afraid to move you know because those are two different kind of things some people are really good at moving but they can't be themselves you know mm-hmm. and some people are you know really good at being themselves, but they can't seem to be motivated to share it, you know, like, it's, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things. So, you know, when I think about fear, for me, it had me moving just to move, if that makes sense. Like, so to kind of take off the fear, or to, it was like, I almost moved too much to be distracted from it. And so, I think the the first thing that any I suggest anybody do is like look up coping mechanisms online and go, okay, which one is mine? Is it denial? Is it running? Is it hiding? Is it um, suppressing? Is it lying? <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And just really accept that that's what you've been doing. You know, the first step is like always acceptance. It's like, okay, um, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I'm a runner. Like, I know I'm a runner. I'm a runner. Great. So if ever I can feel it, I can feel it in my heart, I'm ready to run. I'm ready to move. So I accept that that coping mechanism me and I become mature. I become the adult who takes care of the inner child in me that learned how to run and go, it's okay. It's a safe. What do you do right now? And I start to really um, just take care of myself and then make it easy for myself to come back into alignment, into being able to take action. And then that's the first step. And then the, the you know, just become that caring, mature parent that you've always needed. <laughs> um, yeah. And 
and to radically be honest about your coping mechanisms. I think most of us have been stunted in our maturity because we haven't dismantled our coping mechanisms because they worked for so long, right? Running works for so long. Denial works for so long. Um, but if we really want to step into our greatness, and by greatness, I mean your uniqueness, your unique gift you're giving the planet, is you have to dismantle those coping mechanisms that you chose at 6 or 8 or 10 or 14 and go, okay, what is it, the lesson that I needed to learn then? Like, you know, for me, I'm a runner because um, while my family was amazing, they didn't give me, I felt rejected. Um, like they didn't, they stopped touching me and I wasn't allowed to play with them and I was too much energy. So instead of uh, dealing with that rejection, I just learned to leave. Okay, I'll go play by myself, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the the wisdom in that is that I don't need to be accepted. So at at four years old, when I first had that wound created, I didn't have the emotional intelligence to honor that and to, to tell my little four-year-old, hey, you're not, re-, you know, it's okay that they don't want to be around you. You know, you can accept yourself anyways. Let's let's practice loving ourselves now, right? It's like, so I get to go back and have the conversation with my little self and understand that I'm no longer the four-year-old. Um, and so I think a lot of that maturity work is important for each of us who are stepping into our greatness so that those fear mechanisms um, and coping mechanisms get to actually be upgraded into, you know, like a, a new coping mechanism for when fear comes is like to be caring towards yourself. That would be the new coping mechanism, the mature one versus running, you know. So a lot of us just need an upgrade and to tenderly understand and take care of those coping mechanisms, not judge ourselves, but go, okay, that's what I do and transition. Yeah. Wow. This is awesome. We are taking total notes in, on this as you're talking, but let's go ahead and break right now. We'll be right back to hear so much more from Morgan Carson here on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Do you struggle to answer what do you do because you do many different things? Do you want your future clients to know, like, and trust you? Do you want to make LinkedIn work for you? If you're ready for extreme clarity and confidence with opportunities flooding your LinkedIn inbox, Carla Taylor's Bring Your Brilliance Coaching Masterminds and Workshops give you the exact steps to get it done. Don't have time to do it yourself? Carla's LinkedIn Content Ghostwriting Service is exactly what you need. Schedule your free consultation today at bringyourbrilliance.as.me or go to bringyourbrilliance.net. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. 
or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. We are back. This is Carla Taylor. You are listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show on Inspired Choices Network. And today we have been having a fascinating conversation with the magical Morgan Carson. And Morgan, before we jump back into your story, would you please take a moment to share with our listeners a little bit more about how to find you or what you are up to now that people might want to be part of? Yeah, thank you. Um, totally. So uh, there's two major things that I am super inspired by right now in my life. One of them is um, if you go to my website, truthmentors.com, um, this is a mentoring program of helping people find their truth, understand themselves, and embody their uniqueness, heal trauma. Um, my partner um, does sexuality coaching and trauma healing. I'm more on the inspiration, ignition, and motivation side of things, but we really work well together. Um, and we use personality profiles and human design to really support that self-understanding because the first step is always kind of understanding yourself. So that's one frame um, to relate to me. And then the other frame that's really fun too is I'm an artist. And so you can go to morgancarson.com or at morgancarsontheartist on Instagram. And I'm a painter, singer, dancer, channel of the universe, wild woman. And so you'll kind of see that, that polymath spectrum in full in full range, you'll go, okay, this weird, crazy, wild artist, and then this mentor over here. And so however, whatever way you're inspired to relate to me, whatever part of me that really um, is magnetic for you, just, you know, send me an email or message me on Instagram. And let's chat. Let's see how we how we can contribute to each other's genius in the world. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I have been delighted to be following you in your journey and seeing all of the beautiful dancing and dance poetry and all the great things that you've been posting. It's just um, really something that I look forward to seeing and it inspires me every time I see it. So I so appreciate you and our friendship for sure. Thank you. That means a lot. Actually, <laughs> uh, Genuine appreciation it, it fuels us, you know, and I, I actually think it fuels everyone that's we need to surround one. We need to be bold enough to share what matters to us. And um, and then two, when someone shares a compliment with us to actually receive that because it will keep us going. Right. Keep us sharing. Keep mm-hmm. us being in our. So um, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, you were just talking about you were talking through the coping mechanisms that we might have taken on as a young person, and you called it the maturity work of becoming that mature parent you've always needed is the way you said it, which I loved, so I wrote that down. (laughs) Um, But talk a little bit more about that, and then where do people go from there? Yeah, okay, great. So I really believe we... And I say this with such love and in, in my own, I'm in my own process of my maturity is we haven't really had great role models or mentors that have supported us as a, um, as, as humans and going into the process of maturity, um, to make that transition from wild teenager who, um, who really is taking risk and doesn't care about anything to kind of an adult who starts to be responsibility, 
but still is self-interested um, to the mature adult really starts to transcend their their own their own personal need into how they give to both their family, give to the the community, give to their tribe, and give to the world. And that maturity work, I feel, is some of the most important work when really um, becoming our authentic self, because in that maturity work, that's the time where you get to dismantle all those coping mechanisms that have kept us small, kept us boxed in, you know, because the teenager, while they might be wild, still wants to be liked, you know, and the adult you know, while they might be more um, more self-expressed, they maybe aren't taking as many risks, you know, and the little, and, and we're not even talking about, you know, there's the innocent child too, who's so beautiful and innocent and just loves life. And so you really need that mature adult who now cares about all facets of the individual while caring about the community to come in and support um the the iteration process, the real integration and healing, any of that trauma that's um, prevented the human from being what they need to be for the world and for their families. And mm-hmm. so that work is juicy. And so the next step after really, you know, first step, I, you know, say, take your personality profiles, get a human design rating, um, really, or sit back with some of your favorite people who have known you for a while and ask them questions like, who am I? What are my superpowers? What are my weaknesses? You know, what do I do when I'm upset? What do I do when I'm feeling confident? Like, get your, get, get your bearings on who you really are. Um, through whatever tools that you find and then also kind of understand what your coping mechanisms are. And then the next step is to go through the process of cultivating and actually gaining the wisdom that you've had from your life. So this is like sit down and write your life story and write it from a few different perspectives, write it from first, you know, all the things that you've done great, all of your accomplishments, right? And then write it from all the things that you failed. Every single failure moment from when you were little, maybe you were rejected or you, you know, you tried to share your art for the first time or maybe your first business failed, whatever, your relationships that fail. I often do it in categories like sex, creativity, family, um, work on the planet. So you can do it each in each section and look at your failures and then ask yourself, what did I learn from that? Instead of continuing to be afraid or have the trauma, just really go, okay, what did I learn from that? And then give yourself that wisdom. Okay. You know, like, let me give an example. So um, when I first started um, as a painter um, selling my art, my art's pretty sexual. Like it evokes sexual feelings. It's very feminine and beautiful and it's not, raunchy by any means but it's it's totally provocative and so a lot of my the men that wanted to buy my art always wanted to like be with me does that make Mm -hmm. sense like they're like Mm -hmm. oh let's buy this art and let's be together you know it's like Mm -hmm. and I and because I had a lot of sexual trauma as a child I didn't actually know that my art was valuable without it being attached to me and my sexuality right Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I kind of track that and go, okay, what did I learn from that experience? Oh, I learned that I haven't fully been responsible for my own sexual authority and that I get to say no, I get to say yes, and that my art can stand alone. And so Mm -hmm. that gift 
gave myself gave me more confidence in my art and also more confidence in my sexuality and my sexual authority. And sexuality is a core piece of being a unique, brilliant human on the planet, like really honoring our sexuality, learning about it, healing our trauma, telling the truth about our weirdness, any mistakes we've made, any weird things that have happened to us. Like this is like core to our creative genius being on the planet. Because if you think of creativity, it's connected to fertility and sexuality and the root chakra. Um, so that's a, a really good place to start looking for um, things that you've learned and to forgive, accept, move past any of those. Things. And yeah, Sorry so that. <laughs> that's okay. So that maturity process that we're talking about, um, we kind of walk through on truth mentors, you know, because it's sometimes nice to have someone do it with you who sits across from you to hear your story. You know, like when you when we got on this call, you're like, hey, you know, how did you get here? Um, that's a really important process. So like if me and you were sitting down across from each other and you you wanted to mature your creativity, let's say, um, I would be like, okay, well, tell me about your journey of getting here to who you are now as a creative person and you know I'd want to hear everything from the success the failures and what you learned and as you talk out loud and you give yourself your own experience you naturally mature and when you get rid of and when I say get rid of I mean integrate your coping mechanisms no longer do you need to make the same we'll call it mistakes but no it's not exactly mistakes no longer do you need to thwart your own self-expression or success to be protected because you're the protector. So it's kind of like this pairing between, you know, dismantling coping mechanisms, integrating your own life wisdom and telling the truth about yourself. And you get this really good stool that helps you gain confidence in just being you in the world is the best way I can describe it in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, I'm, I'm hanging on your every word. It's really amazing to hear I love the way that you're describing all of this because a lot of this is work that's similar to even things I've done or other people that I've talked to, but the way that you express it and the way that you are sharing all of these things and the way that you're going about it is fascinating to me. I love the, the take that you have on it and the way that you have yourself worked through it and now help others to do it. I'm already thinking of all sorts of people <laughs> that I might want to refer to, actually, and <laughs> maybe even myself. But, uh, but no, like, I I so appreciate your perspective. And it's so true. And what's what I love about you is that you aren't, like you just said, thwarting any part of of yourself or the people that you work with. And in fact, you're very much encouraging all of that to come out. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> it is. It's important well, we have one more break. We are going to come back and hear even more about your incredible wisdom and some of the ways that you are working with people. And uh, again, this is Morgan Carson that I'm talking to. I am Carla Taylor, your host here on Bring Your Brilliance. We are on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. 
Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Do you struggle to answer what do you do because you do many different things? Do you want your future clients to know, like, and trust you? Do you want to make LinkedIn work for you? If you're ready for extreme clarity and confidence with opportunities flooding your LinkedIn inbox, Carla Taylor's Bring Your Brilliance Coaching Masterminds and Workshops give you the exact steps to get it done. Don't have time to do it yourself? Carla's LinkedIn Content Ghostwriting Service is exactly what you need. Schedule your free consultation today at bringyourbrilliance.as.me or go to bringyourbrilliance.net. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist, Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. We are talking today to Morgan Carson about the commitment to being oneself. And Morgan, you are so incredibly committed to this. I love, like I said, watching you and and being a part of your journey. And um, you're so inspiring, not in just how you talk about it, but also how you live your life. So tell us a little bit more about if somebody is still unsure or they really want to do some things they've maybe started to delve into working through some of their fears like you talked about you know self-awareness is so key in the beginning but the way that you described it even more so of understanding your coping mechanisms becoming that mature version of yourself learning the wisdom that you actually already have in you and really unlocking that but then what what's next or how do people move past okay now I've got all this awareness now what do I do yeah confidence is so core confidence and motivation and um, and so when we've suppressed ourselves for a long period of time um, through either undermining thoughts or doing things against our own nature or just you know our conditioning since we were a childhood you know we tend to, there's a couple places that we're either not as strong, and I think of these like as batteries or muscles, right? And one of them is confidence, and the other one is motivation. And mm. so, and and another one is actually vision. So let's look at confidence, motivation, and vision. So, um, so on the confidence side, confidence is you got to build it uh, and build it really incrementally. So how you do that is Instead of it being like, okay, let's say I'm making the um, the change to be a painter from a business strategist like I did, right? Um, instead mm-hmm. of it being about big things like, oh, I'm going to celebrate having my first show. It's actually like I'm going to celebrate showing my painting to a friend and then mm-hmm. actually celebrate yourself. Go, oh, my gosh, good job. This is, again, about being a mature adult, taking care of like you're taking care of a ch- child, building confidence, like, 
oh my God, you showed your art. Good job. You did it. Amazing. You know, and the next step is like, oh, I'm going to share it online. Oh my God, good job. You shared it online, right? And er eradicating cynical, destructive thoughts from the way you participate with yourself. Like most people, when they start, you're not doing enough. Um, Nobody likes you. Who, Who are you to do this? You know, can you, you know, can you make money? Uh, or they're perfection oriented, like it, it, they rip apart their own creativity or their own projects versus really like think of think of taking care of the inner innocent child because that's really the creator um, in you is the innocent part of you. And so if you are tender and caring and celebrate every little step, you're going to be really, really confident. And then the second piece about that confidence is to make sure to not to outsource it to anything. So instead of outsourcing, like, I'll, you know, like, if I get that show, I'll be confident. If I, you know, if that person mm. says yes, versus the confidence is inside of you, it's like, I'm confident that I, I choose myself. I'm confident, you know, like, I'm confident that I, even when I'm afraid, I'm going to still take action, right? And that, so bringing that confidence into your own heart, into, like, who you are, not the outside expectation or outcome, then you're going to be able to do the whole journey. Because this is a journey. It's not tomorrow. You know, it's not one day. It's like it's your whole life being you. So um, you got to bring that confidence home. So that's the first part is bringing the confidence home and building it from that mature adult taking care of the child. And then the second one is motivation. So motivation is, um, what are you motivated for first off? So some people are motivated by the like taking care of the family, taking care of the collective, taking care of themselves. Some people are motivated by being seen, being acknowledged. Um, so like really asking yourself, what motivates me? Um, and some people have no motivation at all because they've suppressed themselves completely. And that's okay too. So you go, oh, I have no motivation. Actually, I'm so sad I can't move. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So, um, and depending on where you're at, so if you're so sad you can't move, you need to uh, start from basic level, right, which is take care of yourself and get yourself moving again Um, because, you know, I've been, I've gotten severe mold poisoning um, to where my whole body broke down. I couldn't eat, couldn't walk, couldn't sleep. So from that place, getting myself back to a painter, you know, I had to focus on brushing my teeth. And that mm-hmm. is worthwhile celebrating. So wherever you are at at your journey, are you at below zero where I was at with, you know, severe illness and sickness? Or are you at like, oh, I'm ready to launch my website? You know, it doesn't really matter. You still need to celebrate the little wins and and just move that motivation meter just a little bit. And that and so if you're motivated so me, I'm as a person, I'm motivated to create. That's what I'm motivated to do. It's very simple. I'm motivated to create and empower human potential. But it's actually from my motivation to create and I want to empower um, other people's potential. If I get too lost on just creating or too lost on other people's potential, I don't seem to have the right um, tensegrity or kind of tension in the system. So I just need to hold both of those and I do really well. And And so just knowing that, I can reconnect to my vision. Okay, so what's my vision? And for me, my vision is um, to create art as philanthropy that empowers the world 
to dream again, to be themselves mm-hmm. again. And art is my truth mentor site. Art is my paintings, my dancing. Art is my conversation that I'm having with you right now. My whole life is art as philanthropy for the welfare mm-hmm. of all beings, right? So that's my big vision, um, at least my, my vision that I'm really connected to right now. And so having that big vision, knowing how I'm motivated, which is to create and to empower human potential, and knowing how to build my own confidence, which is celebrating every little, you know, like when I posted that um, that dance poetry video that I just did, which was a prayer mm-hmm. for prosperity for all beings, like there was this post on there, this one guy was this like, wow, you're the embodiment of self-love. You know, I've never got that compliment before. Wow. I've been in I've been igniting, I've been empowering, but self-love, that right. I celebrated. Yeah, um, that's amazing. That little, right? It was it was a little baby win for me. I was like, holy shit, fuck yeah. So, <laughs> like, um, so celebrating those little wins, paired with that motivation, paired with that vision, you can carry it through. You can reconnect to it constantly. And we have life cycles, right? We go through... You know, I've gone through severe illness, divorce, and a loss of a best friend, and they've all knocked me on my ass, like, Mm. in ways that I cannot describe. But what happens is they rebuild me um, and reorganize me for my dharma, for what I'm here to give in a more meaningful way. You know, when I lost my best friend, that process, I actually came to life. I I really chose life, and that was really important for me being myself on the planet. When I went through my divorce, I had to really deal with all of the suppressed trauma and, uh, you know, sexuality and shadows and undermining parts and ways I outsourced my need for love to others and, like, all these things that were undermining me being me in the world, you know, and that journey is just now completing, you know, I'm, I'm seven years later, And I'm, you know, I'm finally like, oh, I just got the compliment of I embody (laughs) self-love. Like, holy crap. Um, Well, I love talking to you. And I love, like I said, being a part of your journey and getting to observe your self-love. And we are so out of time. And I wish we could keep talking for hours and hours. But thank you so much for calling in on your birthday. We are so appreciative to have you here. You are amazing. Mm -hmm. Find more about Margaret. Morgan at truthmentors.com or like you said on Instagram and again this is Carla Taylor from Bring Your Brilliance reminding you to be bold thanks be for brave, listening to another episode of you. Bring Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor for the latest updates and info on personal branding please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn and be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then...